So if you're looking for a fun way to start a conversation with someone, you can always say, hey, tell me about your personal growth plan. My name is Stephen Carter, and you are listening to the Entrepreneurial Mindset Podcast. And today we're going to dive into Kaizen, the Japanese term for continuous improvement, and how that ultimately leads to personal growth. And when we plan our personal growth, we can truly achieve amazing things. It won't take long for you to discover that I have a lot of favorite authors. I am an avid reader. Some might even say that I'm obsessed with reading, that perhaps I take it a little too far, and I'm not sure I can disagree with that. But one of the reasons that I am so obsessed with reading is because of its direct connection to personal growth. And personal growth is so incredibly important. It's so important. I'll just keep saying that over and over. In fact, I could just say that for the rest of this podcast, and that would be enough. Personal growth, personal growth. However, personal growth is about having a plan for growth. One of the things that I talk to students about on a regular basis is growth for growth's sake is not always a good thing. There is such a thing as unhealthy growth. Anyone who disagrees has not been in an unweeded garden. We have a horticulture program in our entrepreneurship and sustainability program at Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, and that means that we have multiple growing beds, and these are beautiful places if they are tended to regularly. If they become overgrown, then quickly the weeds take over, and boy, you want to talk about growth. Those weeds can grow like crazy. There's that expression about a kid who's growing fast where we say they're growing like a weed, and that's because these weeds are insane. They seem to pop up overnight, and they just grow, grow, grow. Part of the reason that I love the phrase personal growth plan is because the word plan suggests that there is a method to the growth. There's intent, there is purpose, and there is direction. One of the things that is so central about personal growth is balance. Now, balance is an interesting word to use with entrepreneurs because in our culture, a hustle, go, go, go mindset is often attached to the entrepreneurial life. You have to grind, you have to go, you can't stop, you can't sleep. And I say that is ridiculous. Rest is so necessary and rest is so important, and it's also important for growth. So when we have a balanced approach, we have a personal growth plan that focuses on all aspects of our life. My friend and head of school, Dean Nicholas, is fond of saying that if you only focus on one area, you end up with an incredibly overdeveloped muscle, and then the rest of your body is weak. He talks about working only on the bicep. And then you look everywhere else and you're like, oh, okay, it doesn't match up. That's the danger we run into if we don't plan our personal growth. So when I work with students and educators and teams on personal growth, I always suggest that you take the idea of a pie graph divided into six sections. Now, I'm going to share with you the six sections that I believe are most important, but It's going to be different for each person. You might prioritize other things in other areas. But rather than just say, I'm going to focus on my intellectual growth, every other area of your life is not going to get the attention that it needs. But when we focus holistically on all the key areas in our life, then our growth is magnified and it is directed. In other words, 
there's a plan. The six areas that I recommend, and these are in no particular order, because again, it's a holistic approach. I recommend, first of all, the intellectual. I mean, many, many schools that you will visit have the core value of developing lifelong learners. I'd ask you to raise your hand if that's one of your core values, but I can't see you right now. But I do believe this is pretty universal. I mean, this is what we want from education. It's not the filling of a bucket. It's the lighting of a fire. Let's get these kids fired up to go out and learn because they have the rest of their life to learn. This was a lesson I learned the hard way as an English teacher from the past, because as an English teacher, I felt driven that these kids had to read these books now for my class, kind of forgetting that they had the rest of their life to go out and read these books. And it was my job to get them to love reading. Typically, kids love reading until someone beats that love out of them, which is a sad fact of education. But if I could get them to love reading, then they could read Moby Dick when they were 30 or 35 or 40 years old, and it would probably have a lot more meaning in their life than when they were 16 years old. When we talk about intellectual growth, we're talking about the growth of our curiosity, of our mind, and of our learning, of expanding the world of knowledge that we have. And this is so easy to do. It just requires intentionality. One of my favorites is referred to as the Automobile University. Now, music lovers, I'm about to offend you. I am sorry. I am not exactly a music lover myself, so this is really easy for me to say. But when I am driving in my car, I am using that time to listen to audiobooks. I'm in my car about an hour every single day between shuttling kids and to and from work and errands. Well, an hour a day is seven hours a week. The average audiobook is eight hours long. You might be saying, well, not Lord of the Rings. It's 19 hours. Okay, so it's 19 hours. So that's like two and a half weeks and you've listened to a book. The point is, if we are intentional about our time, we can increase our intellectual growth, listening to audiobooks, listening to good podcasts. Okay, I'm going to throw a little plug out there. But what are we listening to? What are we allowing into our mind? Because what we allow in is going to be a reflection of who we are. What are we watching? What are we reading? Are we immersing ourselves in our intellectual growth? I would recommend that we have a goal in this area. How many books are you going to strive to read this year? And yes, listening to an audiobook still counts. So good for you. Go set a goal. Another area of personal growth is relational. Your family, your friends, the relationships in your life. Often, when we focus on our growth and goals, this area gets neglected. In fact, there's a fond saying out there that every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. This concept was first introduced to me by a woman named Cheryl Ann Skolnicki. She runs a business called Brilliant Balance. And the idea is, if we say yes to certain things, the things that we say no to are silent. And it's often the relationships in our life. We should have some relational goals. We should have a goal to spend more time with our family, to go on more experiences, to have family dinner more often. Another area that we should focus on is our spiritual life. Whether it is spirituality in general or a specific religion, or whether it's just this idea of calming down and meditating and finding stillness in the absolute chaos of life. Here's a question. How many minutes a day are you perfectly still with your thoughts while doing deep breathing? I think the vast majority of us 
The answer is zero minutes a day. But that kind of time can really fuel our growth in other areas. So when we focus on our spirituality and our spiritual growth, it's going to contribute to our whole person. The fourth area is physical. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to watch people exceed and excel in all these areas, but they ignore their physical health. If you don't have your health, nothing else matters. I had a chance to have lunch not too long ago with an exceedingly wealthy individual. And I asked him, I said, look, I just want to know what your secret is. I mean, do you have some kind of formula for your success? And he looked at me. And he said, Stephen, I do have a formula and it's simple. And it goes like this. You get a job, you keep your health, and you have discipline. I was like, wow, okay, that is pretty simple. He said, yeah, it's simple, but not many people do it. Imagine going out and amassing a fortune in your life only to discover that you wasted your health to do it and now you can't enjoy it. Have some physical goals, some movement goals, some healthy eating goals, some sleep goals. I mean, my gosh, take care of your body. You know, it's really sad in education. Many of us as educators, we pour everything into our work and nothing into ourselves and the tank runs empty and we are burned out and wasted and our students see that. I mean, how are they going to develop a love of learning when we don't even love our own lives? The next area is financial. Look, I believe we need financial goals in our life. I believe we need to set those goals and accomplish those goals. And I believe we should focus on our finances. I mean, look, it takes a certain amount of money to maintain a lifestyle in this society. And we should have goals and personal growth around that. We should be investing. We should be learning about our money. We should be reading books about wealth management, talking to advisors. We should be seeking out investments, and this should be part of our personal growth plan. The next area on my circle, and the last one, is vocational. Now, here's what's really interesting. This is a podcast about the entrepreneurial mindset, which entrepreneurship is often associated with your work, and your work is, of course, your vocation. But in this example, your vocation makes up only one-sixth of your entire person. Your vocation is but one piece of this entire pie. It is the same size as your intellectual growth, your relational, spiritual, physical, and financial growth. In other words, is your vocation consuming your life to the point where these other areas are out of balance? If so, you can't have healthy personal growth. When I talk about personal growth planning, I'm talking about an approach where we look at every area of our life and we say, where am I going in that area? And then we say, when am I going to get there? And then we say, let me get up and do it. The entrepreneurial mindset is about being biased for action, about getting up and saying, not only I can, but I will. And I find this exercise to be empowering. In fact, I would go a step further. I would say, create your personal growth plan and share it with an accountability partner, someone who's going to help you achieve this this year and over the coming years. 
and then do this exercise with the students in your class. Have them create a personal growth plan. Have them create goal accountability partners. We're going to talk about habits and habit formation because all of this is central to the entrepreneurial mindset. But the entrepreneurial mindset is about knowing where you are going, and that means having a plan. And when it comes to having a plan, we must plan for our personal growth.